The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. (laughs) (laughs) Unique New York. That's man, Anchorman two. I it it was so over the top, but it was still so funny to me. I watched the the um, big fight scene today. Just today? Yeah. Just like uh, it it was like recommended to me, and I was like, yeah, this is probably my favorite part of that. Yeah. It just takes the whole. uh, By the way, I guess we started. Uh, it just t- <laughs> episode eleven of reading Joshua of the Apocalypse. It just takes the whole twenty uh, four hour news cycle and nails it so perfectly. Yeah. Like when he's like narrating the car chase and trying mm-hmm. to come up with like fake narratives, and then it ends up just being like, "Oh, it was an old man, <laughs> like he had dementia on the road." Or yeah. I don't remember what it ended up yeah. being, but um, yeah, that and uh, when he's just like screaming at the top of his lungs, and he's like, "The children." Save the children. <laughs> I don't remember. It might have been an update. So yeah, I don't remember. It's like the classic Will Ferrell screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs, and <laughs> and she's trying to just keep a straight face, like she's putting her makeup on. Yeah, it's just screaming to get the children out of the house. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, this is episode eleven. Episode eleven. Yep. We're gonna call this uh, episode one point one. Yeah, I say. Yeah. Because it's kind of like episode one, we definitely talk about like what we'd like the podcast to be and kind of start getting into, you know, our group of friends a little bit, but we didn't really explain things outright. We just kind of hit the ground running yeah. on everything yeah. and never <laughs> like didn't say hi Yeah, is what happened. Pretty much. Um, before we get into that though, we get, we have some questions from our wives. I don't think we can skip that. No. I think we just got to keep that train running. Yep. So this week, oh, okay. Uh, we got a good one. All right. Um, first question, what is the weirdest, most surreal deja vu you have ever experienced? And I've got Ooh. probably a couple. I've got some serious deja vu All moments right, mommy, when well, I was a kid. I'll, I'll rummage through my uh, thoughts here. So the one that sticks out <clears throat> most vividly in my head was... So I had had a dream. Most of the time, this was just like dreams that I'd had. Mm-hmm. I'd had a dream of me uh, playing this basketball-like type game in gym class in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay. And so the the game is you stand in the ring in the center of the basketball court um, where they do the jump ball, and everyone has their own ball, and you bounce it, and you try to knock other people's balls out of their hands and try mm-hmm. to be the last one standing. And I had a dream about that. And in the dream, I'm bouncing, and then it gets knocked away. And in reality, I'm bouncing. I realize how familiar this feels to the dream, and as soon as it clicks, the ball gets knocked away. Oh! And it just like stuck like in my a head. Self fulfilling yeah. prophecy, right yep. there. It just stuck in my head so tight, and I was like, because like it, it was bounce for bounce. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things where everything lined up, and then it got knocked away. <sighs> and it was just so bizarre that moment when deja vu clicks in is so intense it really and it used to happen to me all the time it still does to a Mm. certain extent every once in a while Mm. like i'll have dreams months months and months ago Mm. and then it'll click and i'll be like oh wait a minute like i feel like this has definitely happened before (laughs) yeah but yeah yeah it's it's really weird i used to have i can't think of any like 
crazy big one, but I used to have deja vu so much that I just literally thought I could tell the future. <laughs> like, I mean, I was kind of there too. Like I, like it was, it would, it would happen in, um, I'd have dreams about something mm-hmm. and then something would start happening. I'm like, Oh, this is that time. This is going to happen. And mm-hmm. it'd be small stuff, you know, yeah. like someone's going to bounce. It's some, always small. And, <laughs> but it happened so much kind of in a year so consistently that I was like, uh, something's happening that I can like just see the future. This is real. Like, this yeah. isn't just like, Oh, a crazy yeah. thing. Like I literally dreamt this three nights ago and it started to happen. And I had that feeling of like, Oh, then calling out, like, I know what's going to happen. And it all yeah. clicks right into place. Dude. I like, I've had some that were just like big stretches where it's like, in my dream, something happens to my kid. Mm-hmm. And at the time I had that dream, I didn't have a kid. I wasn't even married. Mm. And then I'll have like a hardcore deja vu experience where that whole dream comes flooding back into my head and the stuff is going on with my son at the moment. And I'm just like, holy Santa oh, Claus shit. Dang, <laughs> like, that's it, a big, like. it's Yeah, it's like big gaps where it all yeah. just kind of lines up in my brain. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I probably should have wrote that down <laughs> so I could prove <laughs> to my wife. Cause every time I tell her about it, she's like, no, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I just read, this is a kind of a timely thing. I was just reading a really similar question online and it was, mm-hmm. um, somebody had one. It was in the dream. They were like on a walk through the woods and yeah. they were walking down like a wooded path and they came upon this like old cemetery and they're like, Oh, let's go check. Like this kind of like mystical looking, like, let's check this out. Mm-hmm. And they go in and they look at this really old uh, tombstone uh, and it says whoever was on it, the person's name and something like a spider or there was like a, a twig stuck on a spider web just spinning in the air. And they were like, and in the dream was like, oh, this looks so like, like the sun's shining on it. Yeah. And I think he was saying something like there being a, a, a feeling of something, kind of an overwhelming feeling maybe, but it was enough that he, he woke up and wrote it down. Mm-hmm. And then years later, he's, um, him and his, I think, girlfriend or fiance or wife or something are out house hunting. And they get to this house before the realtor gets there. And mm-hmm. it's on a big thing of land. And they go and exploring. there's a mystical graveyard. They're walking down. He's like, it's the same path. And he's like, there's going to be a graveyard up here. There it is. And then they walk. And then he freezes and his girlfriend keeps going. And she's reading the thing and he like catches up with her and there's the twig on the spider web and he freaks out and he had written it down. They run back and he like finds it and shows it to her. Cause he's freaking out and she's like, eh, like, yeah, it would, you know, probably wasn't exact and yeah. it was exact. And he's like, we never went back there again. Like it was so the overwhelming I mean, clicking of it. So on one hand, <laughs> do you just buy the place? Right. That's then, then everyone was replying and they're like, so did you, is that where you live? Cause that's like a meant to be. Yeah. And he was like, no, it was uh, like, I had just this feeling of like overwhelming, like just a bad feeling. Cause it was such an overwhelming, like everything clicked into place. I felt gross and I wanted to get out of there. It wasn't this, like the dream felt peaceful. Perfect. And yeah, I guess it's one of those stories that sounds like fate clicking into place in right. such a m- massive way, but experiencing it is so like, was the opposite there's a lot of like like i guess times when like something really creepy happens to you 
and it doesn't feel creepy in the time. Yeah. You know, kind of the opposite of that where you're like, you're telling someone else and you're like, they're just like, uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, I don't know. It wasn't that weird at the time. And they're like, an old lady was just in the woods, you know, like something like that. (laughs) Sounds like you ran into a ghoul. Right. So I don't know. I guess it was just one of those moments. Um, where, yeah, I guess they just never went back. They didn't own it. So. Dude, deja vu is wild. It really is. I actually, I hadn't had any deja vu in a long time. And I did recently, and now I can't remember what it was. But I, because normally you can click back to what it is. I mean, obviously not every time. But for the most part, at least I could be like, oh, I had a dream about this. That's Mm -hmm. almost all of my deja vu was always like, I straight up dreamt this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then there's just some time where you're just like. What's happening? Like, I know this feeling, this thing, this, what the whole vibe of the atmosphere right now. Like, I know this, this yeah. happened before and you don't know from what. Yeah. And I had that recently and I don't, I don't remember what it was, but that was the first time I've had deja vu in a long time. Yeah. But, it's just weird. Cause it kind of sticks with you for a little bit. Yeah. It like, like it, you hang on to it first, like a spell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, second question. And I think I want to mix this. I want to put a little spin on this one, okay? Okay. So the question is, what feature of yourself are you the most self-conscious about? But I think we should try to, like, we each get one guess what the other person most is most self-conscious about. Oh. And then we say what we're actually self-conscious about. Uh, all right, I'm ready. All right. Do you want to go first or should I? You can go first. All right. I think that you're self-conscious about your crooked nose. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Nailed it. Uh, everyone else is listening that knows you. We're all chiming in. It's your penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like 15 years ago, yes, that would have absolutely been the answer. Yeah. But what I'm actually the most self-conscious about lately is if I have man titties or not. I can't tell sometimes in certain shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. I, yeah. My, I guess mine's kind of similar. I had that used to be for a while. I was just like, oh, stupid nose. Like, why does this even exist? <laughs> I think it gives character to your face personally. And then somebody um, made a comment about it in the most like, positive way possible not even talking to me and i heard it and i was like well "Hmm." i'll be yeah like it just completely shifted my feelings on it and i was like and it helped too that it wasn't to me i just heard it and they were just genuinely making a a remark about it yeah um i mean that's okay when we go with man titties and this is this is uh, we're gonna revisit this later in this episode (laughs) i got something to say okay um yeah, that was a good twist on that one. Yeah, I I, I, I thought so too. <laughs> I like doing that. Yeah, I like having just kind of flying flying by the seat of our pants with these things. Like yeah. I liked having Peter on and having him guess the end. Like yeah, being able to have someone else in the mix too. Right. I'm really excited to have more people on and have them. Yeah. Like get in on it. Have to have to answer these with right. us. Right. All right. All right. So to get our our brains into our origin story. Mm-hmm. I want to take you back to the 90s. Oh, I'm ready for this. So I thought about this today, and I don't remember why it popped into my head. But do you remember like 90s talk shows and how they were just buck wild? Like Ricky Lake, like Maori, Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. um, There were a couple other ones, too, that were just like insane. Yeah. 
So I very vividly remember, and I'm not exactly sure which talk show it was, but I remember like the segment. Okay. This dude is sitting on stage and he's like this scrawny white guy in like, I mean, you remember how people dress in the night. He's like big pants and oversized button up shirt. He's just kind of like drowning in it. He's sitting in this chair and they like have these like babes in bikinis come like walking out and they're like dancing up on him and stuff. And he's like, he's like, yeah, these girls are pretty. That's just not my thing. And the crowd was just like, what are you talking about? Like, dude, you're so dumb. Mm. And then these like morbidly obese women come out in similar (laughs) swimsuits. And he's like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And then the whole crowd just starts like booing him and just being like, boo, you're weird. You suck. Like how wild is that? That was on TV. Oh, dude. There's so much that has changed just in like the past five years. Oh yeah. Then you go back that far and it's, crazy like all the wild ass game shows that they had yeah like the swan which was hey you're ugly we'll give you a ton of plastic surgery until people think you're hot (laughs) what (sighs) it's crazy that something like that hasn't like a version of that hasn't resurfaced with the internet they brought back some stuff like like joe millionaire i remember watching that when i was younger where it's Mm -hmm. like all these women are getting duped into thinking this guy's a billionaire when really he's just a regular guy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. That one. So they're, they're like, they redid that, and apparently that's really good. Um, but yeah, it's like there. I don't. Know, there's certain stuff where they'll probably rehash it again in like 20 years when the pendulum has swung so far the other yeah. way. But like right now, if you were to try to pull that off, like even with the best of intentions, like if that was trying to be like. You know, we're gonna give you the best transition surgery possible. <laughs> People would still be like, "Okay, well, that's distasteful." Oh my gosh, dude! How I how did that Rugrats meme I sent you hit you as hard? Dude, as it that hit, hit me hard. That I I sent Josh a picture of all the the dads from Rugrats. It's all of them shirtless standing in the pool, and the caption was. Uh, all of these looked like adults when you were kids, but now, now they, they just, just look, look like, like your friends. friends. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our friends are more fit than your average group, I'd say. Yeah. Like, I would say I'm probably in the worst shape of all of our <laughs> friends. And I still just, I like, I still am not, like, obese by right. any standard. Right. But, like, I mean, most of our friends are pretty pretty in shape yeah it's Um, crazy i mean even just like seeing everyone age just in their face yeah like just literally seeing people get older yeah like that's just a big punch i had a really weird moment i visited my family over the summer last year and was standing in like the entryway and there's a big mirror against the wall my brother jake came up behind me and like stood next to me and we were looking in the mirror and i was like it was the first time in a couple years, mm-hmm. like seeing our faces together. And I was like, uh, who's this old dude standing next to you? <laughs> it was, dude, that's the worst. It was like a low, low moment right yeah. there of just like, Oh, I'm not like a kid anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Most of my, like I'm two years older than my brother and four years older than my next sister and six years older than my next sister. So like, 
I, I don't feel super old next to my youngest sister. Mm. Uh, I still feel, you know, just kind of like whatever. But like standing next to my brother, you'd guess we were the same age. Yeah. So me and that brother are nine years apart. Yeah. And I a few even a few years further back, not met, it was probably five years ago. He was really involved in that youth group mm-hmm. and I was down there around that. And it was just bringing back all the memories of all the youth times we had. Yeah. And I, I remember I had like a, a talk with my mom and I was like, this is crazy because it, I, I, that doesn't feel that long as long ago as it, as it was. Yeah. Like I still feel very attached to that age era. Same. And so then I just got into like kind of a deep talk of like, what age do you feel that you are like to my mom? You know, to someone in their 50s mm-hmm. and, you know, like, does that, do you start to feel, is there like a, you know, a constant 10 year anchor where you always feel 10 years younger or do you, are you just forever trapped, like forever feel 16 yeah. and you just <laughs> drift further away from that yeah. or, um, you know, all that. And she was like, she's like, I don't know. I probably, it shifts. It depends on what it is. She's like, I kind of bounce back and forth between feeling like I'm in my 20s or my early 30s. Yeah. I like. I'm obviously still like in my early to mid thirties. I'm mm-hmm. turned 35 this year. And I like when I'm having a lot of fun, I feel 25. Mm-hmm. But then when the fun stops and like the adrenaline's <laughs> down and it's the next day and I'm hungover or I'm sore, I feel 45. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, like when you and I are just like sitting and chatting together, mm-hmm. I, I seriously, I feel like, like I did back when we were, you know, in the Joffice, just yeah. like giggling and yep. laughing and trying to record shitty rap covers. <laughs> and like, like it was just a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, my brother was nine years younger than me or is. And, yeah. and so I think that was the huge. He was, and he still is yeah, too. He was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there. Um, so to go from that, just kind of having that feeling of like, I feel the exact same age as him basically yeah. to then like, Three years later, then standing by him and me aging so much more. Right. Or me see, noticing that maybe right. being away from it. That was a real big blow. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then I felt 40 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I say we kick this off with just kind of going over how we met. Do you remember the first, like, what's your earliest memory of me? My earliest memory of you, I think, would have been at one of Ryan's birthday parties. Okay. So Ryan and I weren't really buddies when we were kids because we were. And that's my older brother. Yeah. We were both friends with the same guy. Mm -hmm. And I've known this guy since I was like four. And so we, I was probably seven or eight at the time. You know, when kids kind of get jealous of like when there's a new friend in the picture. Yeah, for sure. That was hardcore me. Mm -hmm. Um, And. So I just, I didn't super get along with Ryan, but your mom was like determined (laughs) for us to get along. Yeah. Like I remember one time specifically our church had an arcade in it and Ryan and I got into like a shoving contest or shouting match or something like that. Uh And your mom stopped us. Like she came out of nowhere (laughs) and was like, y'all need to get along. (laughs) And so like we, I think that's kind of how that friendship like it kind of started by force. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got invited to his birthday party. It was when you were doing sleepovers mm-hmm. at your Elko house. Yep. And I think like that's really kind of the first time I remember like 
like hang out with you. Like all you had all the Legos in your room and like yep. Yep. I think you had you and Ryan had like lofted beds or something like that. Or yeah, we we lived like our that room dividing wall. Yeah, it was yeah. in like the big basement. Yeah. And instead of like building rooms, we had just one big room and my stepdad had built a yeah, it was like a half or mostly, but still there's some open at the top, but it yep. was a big dividing wall and we had loft beds up side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was the coolest room. I don't have a single like picture of that somehow. For real? Yeah, I haven't seen one. We have we have pictures of like everything and everything's digitized yeah. and all this, and I've never seen a picture of that room. Huh. But that I was mean, the can, coolest. Yeah, I remember it pretty, pretty vividly. Because then mine, I just had um, so it was like the dividing wall, the beds were alongside of that yeah. and then anchored to the main wall. And then mine just had a like single post holding up the other end of it. Like, yeah. Um, and then was all open underneath and Ryan had a full wall. So his was just, yep. the side was open under his, yep. but, um, yeah, somehow, uh, his always felt like the, the cool teenage, he, he ended up having like that perfect, um, early 2000s dream setup where he got the inflatable uh clear purple uh couch (laughs) it's like a little blow up yeah i don't know how that lasted as long i don't know either that was under there and he had the tv with the nintendo 64 yep and then him and uh my stepsister kaylee uh pitched in or something and they got their own phone number for a little while i remember that yep and they had the cool like plastic clear purple phone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was just such a sweet little like hangout under there yeah. that's a, like under we had the same room like i had the same stuff yeah. basically but i always remember going like it's just your older brother like he's always yeah. cooler going over there and all that's all of my memories under there is playing like super smash bros yeah. for the first time if, and Golden if, your, if your bedrooms were boy bands ryan had the nsync and you had the 98 degrees <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So we met, I mean, just through the church through we went to at the time. Yeah. And, um, then just through our friends. But I what's remember, your, what's your first memory of me? I've got, this isn't, I've, there's obviously a memory before this, but I don't remember it. Yeah. But the earliest memory I have of you was the, uh, it was the church service. Your last one at the church before you guys moved to Texas. The one where I cried the whole time. I, don't I remember that. weeping through that whole thing, dude. Okay, maybe, maybe it was. Uh, did you ever come back for a visit? Or yeah, yeah, we came back every summer and every Christmas. So maybe it was you were back for a visit or something. I just remember. Okay, so we would do like praise and worship or do the music. Yep. And do you remember we would just like mosh pit, and it was all of the. This might have also been when you were gone when this really. It, up. No, that started right when I came back. I think we would so, all go up front. And mosh. People, it got to the point there was like these crappy little fold-up plastic chairs, and and the whole youth group just started mosh pitting, like yeah. going crazy. Yeah, and all of the chairs would be just busted over, like mm-hmm. folded and laying down mm-hmm. by the end of it. Um, I remember doing that, and so basically, most of my friends now were my brother's friends, and I was just the annoying like little kid. Right. My brother tried the same thing, but didn't stick. Right. And so all of his friends were just like, instead of there being a three-year difference, like everyone was like 10 years older Yeah, and were just like beyond cool. And I remember that was like the first time um, I had like a moment with like, I mean, the cool kid group was (laughs) for whatever reason, we were jumping around and you came over to me and like lifted me up on your shoulders. 
and we're like jumping and I was like, I made it. This is it. I've arrived. This is literally. I have zero memory. Metaphorically and physically the peak. (laughs) And I remember it. So that's why I was thinking it was your last, but maybe you were visiting, but that got done and you left. And I was like, there goes the coolest guy that ever lived. And also it was a low moment because it was like, I got in. And he's leaving. (laughs) 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 Back to square one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I say I peaked in fourth grade, I wasn't lying, man. You you still caught me in a little bit of the the (laughs) the early descent. You know, you caught me at the early descent. Yeah, I was still close to the top. Oh, yeah. That's that's, hilarious. That is funny. Uh, Yeah, so that's my first, like, actual memory. Obviously, there was... You were in the in the picture, but that's my first. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just remember, like, <clears throat> like my earliest, earliest, me- like memories of you. Just like before we even like really hung out or did anything. Like, if I were to like try to pick, like, I you just look like you know those in the Lord of the Rings when they're in the Shire and there's those little kid hobbits. <laughs> that's what you looked like. Like your nose was too big for your face at that age and your ears were too big for your head. Have the big shaggy hair. Yep. And you kind of like grew into everything, but you just had like, you just looked floppy. Yeah. Like you just looked like a little hobbit child. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Another really funny memory that I always think back to, and I I know I brought it up to you before, but we were with, um, we came to pick you up, I think for a sleepover and it was me and my dad and Ryan and my dad lived in Bloomington. Mm Mm-hmm. And you lived in Farmington. It was a, it was a hike. <laughs> so not, not a quick drive. No, it's at least 30 minutes. And we get there and you like aren't coming out. And my dad's like, what, what's happened? Like we ended up waiting out there for so long. And all of a sudden you're just like, we just see you at the townhouse and you're mm-hmm. just like in the window and you're like, just waving at us with this sad face. And he's like, my dad was just getting so upset. Cause like, is what is it was like I, nobody had phone, like cell phones. Did I get grounded call. or anything? Yeah. Then finally somebody came, I think your dad came out and you're like, and he's, and he's like, what's, can I help you? And then he saw that it was like me and Ryan yeah. and he's like, oh, Josh is grounded. And my dad was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, the, it was like the classic, like two little 12 year olds planned to sleep over and, and talk like, to mom and dad at all. just were able to like get permission from one parent and yeah. the other ones didn't know about it. And it was like an hour of driving for oh. no reason. Dude, I did that in first or second grade. I just told these kids that like I used to live next door to. We still went to the same school that I was throwing a party on like a Tuesday night. <laughs> and so they show up dressed up, getting dropped off by their grandma and give me like $15 for pizza or whatever. Nice. Only two kids to show up. Obviously, I'm not throwing a party. I just fucking lied about it. Right. And then my mom like told me I needed to let them. Or I told me i had to tell them they had to call their grandma to get picked back up and like i had immediately? to immediately like well they stayed for like 10 minutes or whatever oh, and they didn't live very far away uh-huh. like and then i had to give the money back and i was just like i don't have to give the money because like, you didn't have a party <laughs> like you're not going to charge them to come it's here for 10 minutes <laughs> and so then they got picked up and i was so embarrassed because oh, I, I didn't know they knew where i lived <laughs> the whole thing was just a big sham yeah like just to be cool yeah i that yeah that's embarrassing i still think about that very often that just reminded me of one um one of those classic like cool kid moments was my parents used to stay up and watch um you know whatever they wanted on tv after we went to bed grown-up shit oh yeah 
and Ryan for us for a little bit took uh took took the bus to school. Mm-hmm. And we were little. I don't even know if I was in school. Like he was in, I don't know, like third grade, I want to say maybe. Or no, it would have been more. It would have been earlier than that. But he um the kids on the bus were talking about Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And we're always talking about it and making jokes about it. It's a classic show. Yep. And obviously, like all the kids are way too young at that age to right. be watching it. Right. And my parents used to watch it. Mm-hmm. And so one night, Ryan was like, that's it. I know they're watching it. Our bedroom, you came out the door and looked to your right. And it was like looking into the living room toward the TV. Yeah. All the couches have their backs to you, basically. The army crawls over and watches the whole episode, sneaks back, goes to bed, and he's on the bus the next day, and he's like, so, what'd you guys think of uh, when this, this, and this happened, Beavis and Butthead last night? And they were like, we don't actually watch it, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Like, still somehow managed to turn it around and give him shit for it. We don't actually watch it, nerd. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, But I just, like, remember, Ryan, it was like risking life and limb. Like, it was like a literal army crawl through the trenches to watch back in. Mission accomplished, buddy. I watched the whole thing. I can just picture me like nervously sitting up in my bed like, he's going to get caught. Don't do it, man. We're so busted. That's amazing. That's too good. Oh, Um, man. So, yeah, I think we had, I mean, with most, like I was saying, most most of my friends uh, now, it was, I was just kind of like the tag along. You know, I would kind of like was forced to be around most of our friend group. Yeah. But like we, like you weren't the annoying little brother, like yeah, you were always just like it was always just like hey Reed's here, like right. we, we were never like bothered by you being there ever, right? No, yeah, I didn't feel like that, but it was it was like those were my brother's friends, and I just yeah. came like able to tag along tonight, and then it was I don't know probably when I was like twenty, and then we all started hanging out me you and tree a lot yep and that's when it shifted to like you guys became like my actual friend to yeah. me at least that's yeah. when that really like shifted into that um and then the three of us started hanging out mm-hmm. and had all sorts of uh hijinks and i mean it was what i would say four straight years yeah it was so tree had come back from playing minor league hockey yep and his parents had just bought that big house. Yep. And he was, he also, we also met him at church and grew yeah. up with him and same thing. And he kind of moved off to do some stuff and, and then moved back and. Yeah. So like, yeah, we were always just kind of like hanging out and yeah. It, and, and I had met tree initially through Steven and Peter. Yep. Um, I just remember him being the smelly kid that swore a lot <laughs> that had really annoying brothers. Um, yeah and that like over the years we all just kind of it kind of like there were ebbs and flows like i was always close with peter because peter was close is close to my age Mm -hmm. um and then so like sometimes i'd be tight with tree sometimes i'd be tight with steven Mm -hmm. it wasn't until i was probably 22 I think that I started hanging out with Steven again. Mm-hmm. So like it was, you know, up to like 16 or 17 and then not again until I was like 22. I think he just kind of called me out of the blue 
and was like, Hey man, I'm having a bonfire. I haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you come over? Yeah. And yeah. And, and that was kind of the beginning of the thread a little bit. Yeah. I mean, from our end, for sure. Yeah. To me, the thread, cause it was me, you and tree had a text thread and that was also, what was that walkie talkie app that we used all the time for a while? Oh, <laughs> I can't remember, but that, I thought that was the shit. Yeah, that was the coolest. We just, I mean, it was just sending like voice memos, right. but it was all, it was an app that was right. just voice texting basically. Yeah. We sent voice memo, like did the walkie talkies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was the three of us kind of texting and, and that to me from our angle is like the thread precursor of yeah. like, that's, <clears throat> that's to me, like that's where it started. Yeah. And it, just continued to snowball because then um the thread now it's just a group of um a bunch of us from that era we all grew up except and for chad. two there's two people in it that that weren't in that mix chad and ty ty was in that ty was living with steven at that time yeah but he wasn't he didn't grow up at the church no no, us, no 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 uh, and he was probably there a couple times when we were teenagers because he'd been friends with steven for a long time oh did i see i don't even know <laughs> that's that's another thing i'm like excited to have Ty on for it like here I don't even know his whole uh story yeah of like who who he knew and when and and all that because that was um yeah our our thread kind of just grew I don't even remember what iterations it went through but it was the three of us were texting a bunch and we Mm -hmm. would have um you know loop someone else in for something funny um if it pertained to them and yeah and we had just like we probably had a version of the thread without those other two for a while. And I think it got to the point where we all just started texting so much and intentionally trying to be funny and intentionally doing things with it. Yeah. That it got to a point where we were like, okay, let's make an official thing and we're all going to be locked in on this forever. Cause it got to the point where they were like, it was splintering off and people were like, Oh, did you get that one funny thing? And they're like, no, I wasn't a part of that one. Right. And and I don't remember who initiated it or what. I think I, it might have been you <clears throat> because you got the same thing from like four different guys. And you I think you were like you started the very first text and you're like, guys, just send it all here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a big reason for that was because I was working a factory job yep. where I was just I it was a lot, it was 12 hour shifts. Um, there was a lot four days to do, a week. four days a week, but there was a lot of just downtime. Mm-hmm. I'm in a concrete, like there's no windows. I need stuff to do to just constantly, like this was my social interaction. So I'm like, I'm intentionally finding stuff to like get a rise out of people yeah. and, um, you know, just texting and, um, yeah, but see, I don't remember. And maybe it's kind of better that it's kind of ambiguous that it just kind of, became what it was just through like some randomness because um yeah like i i had met ty twice before Mm -hmm. the thread was started and Mm -hmm. i hadn't or maybe once had met chad that sounds right you know something really small so to have them in and then i remember um and we've mentioned that i think when peter was on like there were a few other that were like oh had me into it or i want to be and then a lot of people wanted to be in once it was like it just kind of became a thing amongst our like social group of like we were like we've got this thing called the thread and we're pretty elite every (laughs) every so like every girlfriend i had was so annoyed by the thread (laughs) my wife still very annoyed by the thread um but yeah like i just remember like 
all the wives and girlfriends trying to start their own thread or whatever. Yeah. And there's like a lot of jealousy built up. And it's just like, you guys will just never get it. You'll just never understand. Yeah. yeah. It was, it became like this thing amongst everyone that we knew. Yeah. And we had, we're like, okay, let's add these people. This is all perfect. Everyone knows each other well enough or right. gels perfect enough. Like it's locked in. No yeah. one's in or out. Yeah. This is it for life. Let's yeah. see how long we can keep this going now. And now we're coming up. This will be 10 years since then this year. Jeez. And we, it's still, it's a weird day if a text at least doesn't come through in that. Thread. At least one. It's usually Peter tweet, like texting out into the ether. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. We can always count on Peter. I just uh, checked my phone. He's asking if anyone, <laughs> any of us want a bunch of old t-shirts for shop rags. <laughs> huh? Oh, just man. throw them away, dude. No, we don't want your shop rags. <laughs> classic yeah yeah it's if it gets too quiet that's when peter's like you know what i better this tell him like about my nice sandwich <laughs> quiet safe space that i can share some feelings now uh but otherwise it's still plenty active yeah <clears throat> but yeah. there's there's so many um we just had and have always had so much fun with it and it it became uh just such a solid group of friends just to have something that we all constantly feed into and we're kind of forced to <laughs> keep tabs on everybody and to be yeah. connected and yeah that's true even when like some of the guys just are bugging the hell out of me yeah it's still kind of nice to know like you know if their kids playing hockey mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know if they're you know working on their bike or whatever like it's just it's just nice to to know that they're you know kind of still up to the same old same old yeah and it's been yeah so 10 years and it's um Man, there's been marriages and babies along mm -hmm. the way. And um, yeah, I mean, just about everyone. It was me and Steven. Were we the only married ones when it started? Uh, Chad. No, he got married after because I didn't get after. invited. Yeah. But I mean, him and <clears throat> he's got a similar story to me and my wife. Yeah. They were together for since, since high school. Were, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, basically three of us and now all of us are. Yeah. Yep. Uh, your brother, I think, was the last one. Yeah. True fashion. The old holdout. <laughs> I remember him having a conversation with your mom about, and I don't remember who he was dating at the time. I think it was after Cassie. Mm. So one of the many that he was hanging out with at that time. And he, he and your mom were talking about like how he wanted to get married older. And... I like in my head that just didn't make any sense. It's like when you grow up in the church, it's like the longer you wait to get married, the longer you wait to have sex. Right. Little did I know he's already <laughs> had a taste of the good, so he wasn't really all that perturbed about right. it. But in my head, I'm just like, you want to wait till you're 40 to have sex? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I didn't wait that long, but like right. that just blew my mind. Like, why would you wait that long? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, even yeah, that's just the church culture is very. Um, that is so out 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 there thinking right um yeah but in true fashion he was the last of the friends sure to... was man i wish i had a copy of the speech i gave because i feel like i gave a great wedding speech at his wedding and i remember feeling so comfortable and confident up there yeah but i'd also had some drinks um, well, that's and, all you need and i don't remember what i said at i made i remember a couple of the jokes mm-hmm but other than that, I have no idea. And maybe it was just one of those things where I was so in the zone that it just flew out of me naturally, and I That's will never what it felt remember. Like. You were just you stood up, 
and you're like, I have something to say. Well, it's because I've out of everyone there, except for you and your mom, I'd known Ryan the longest. Right. <laughs> like, right. Also, let's be honest. You were the sacrificial lamb to make sure that out of the friend group, you were the safest one to give a speech. Oh, definitely. So. <laughs> you already were going to give one because right. you're the I brother. Was, I was baked in. Steven was hammered. Peter was hammered. Chad's just a giggly mess that barely knew Ryan. Yep. And he was there because he lived in Colorado, I think. <laughs> they weren't even that close <clears throat> of friends at the time. Well, no, that's, to me, that's like the beauty of the thread. Like, yeah. they could have met twice, right. but they had been texting each other so, essentially yeah, for Chad still would have been at that wedding five even years. if he lived in California. So, yeah, yeah, he would have been there for that. <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah, it, the, the, yeah, the thread was, was a very weird, um, it was a very weird time. Yeah. Uh, when it first came together. Cause it was like Ryan had never really met Chad. Mm-hmm. And so like, they just like met each other one day and they're like, yeah, we're best friends. Like you said before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Ryan really had hung out with Ty that much. Yeah. Like, you know, we all just kind of like went from acquaintances to like best buds <laughs> just through texting funny shit to each other. Yeah. I, yeah, my, like, I cannot remember my first interaction with Chad, but I do remember I had seen Ty. He was at one of, like, Steven's hockey games or something, and I don't even think I spoke to him, but he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second time was at a barn party, and he was getting ready to leave, and we are all, we had all kind of been hanging out, but I don't know that we had really talked. He was giving hugs to everyone goodbye, and he's like, hey, I don't know you really, but here's a hug goodbye. See you later. This was fun. <laughs> and then I was like, cool. In four months, I'm adding you to a text thread, <laughs> and you can never leave it. <laughs> I I remember the first time I actually hung out with Ty. So I had seen Ty at like a lot of Stevens hockey games or whatever, um, at bar- like parties at the Duth's house or whatever. And I remember one time it was one of the first parties at like bonfires at steven's first house that i had ever been to it was like first or second Mm -hmm. and i had just started kind of doing like that hipster hard part haircut oh yeah and i'd also just started smoking oh um i was so i was around 22 i started smoking because my biological mom uh which is probably a topic we'll get into at some point um, she wrote a letter asking if she could meet me because I hadn't met her. Mm-hmm. I hadn't honestly seen her since the day I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got super stressed out and just started smoking. Yep. You know, just as one does. <clears throat> yep. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I ended up like Ty just sat down next to me and goes, Hey, I don't know you tell me a story. And I go, I, <laughs> I think it was the day after I met my biological mom. I was like, I met my biological mom yesterday. And he's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then from then on, we were buddies. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone was just so perfect. I think everyone really did like click together so well. Um, yeah. Ty and, and I ended up going on uh, just a bro date to Disney World one day. Yeah. Fucking thanks. <laughs> I literally didn't even get asked. I just knew you guys were going because I got pictures of you guys on the airplane doing shots of tequila. Yeah. We didn't even tell anyone we went. We yeah. just planned it literally. And two weeks later, we left for Florida. It was we a just, real fuck you, if I'm it, being honest. Intentionally didn't. We're like, hey, how funny would it be if we just sent a selfie in front of the Disney World Castle one day? <laughs> <laughs> 
purposefully left everyone out just for that punchline because of I just mean, that was a hell of a punchline. It was because then everyone thought like it was photoshopped, and yeah. then, but then we're like, I, I think you, yeah, you could check still back then uh, where people were at on yeah. certain things. Yep. So then they were like, they're actually there. Like yep. someone with an iPhone like sent a, a screenshot of yeah. our, our our location. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was great. That was a magical trip. Like you guys had just cigarettes fall out of the air. Like the brand Ty smoked at the time yeah. and everything. A, a Disney miracle. Yeah. We will get, that's going to be, that'll be a great story for him and I to go over when mm-hmm. he's on. But yeah, we, one thing I will say was um, on the flight, he used to do uh, video work and traveled all the time. So we had just had infinite miles. sky miles yeah. and we got upgraded to first class for free. Yeah. And, um, I drank an awful lot on that flight. An awful lot. Did the flight lot. attendant just keep bringing you booze? The flight attendant was just a real bro. <laughs> and Real bro trying to get you in the sheets? Yeah, something. Um, yeah, I ended up having an awful lot. Probably triple what Ty ended up drinking. Ty kind of like Ty is really good about handling his booze 99% of the time. Well, handling it in the sense of like turning it down. He'll cut himself off. Right. Or he'll hand you his. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, I don't want to leave a bro hanging. And then you realize, like, oh, I just did two shots. Yep. And that's what happened. Yeah. Multiple times. (laughs) Like (laughs) he stopped halfway through, is what happened. And then just kept. The flight attendant just kept like refilling us and stop restocking us and going like harder and harder on like changing our drinks as the night as the oh, flight went. Geez. I mean, it's only like a two hour flight, two and a half hour flight. Uh, to Orlando? Yeah, it's like three. Okay, I mean, still, was- <laughs> you can get a lot down in thirty minutes, bro. <laughs> right? Especially so- if you're drunk. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's yeah. uh, three hours. I yeah, it was an awful lot. I took a picture of all of them and made a collage. That's beautiful. Of all of them next to each other. That's it was beautiful. a lot. Uh, it ended up being uh, amazing, though, because we got in and um, literally touched down in the evening and hopped on the Magical Express. And mm. I don't even think we went to our hotel because... Just went straight to the park? We just went straight to the park and the fireworks were going off. And I'm like, <laughs> like I'm wow. feeling great. That's amazing. It was just such a spontaneous uh, thing. But yeah, there was a lot of really fun uh, happenings there. We did drinks around the world. You're supposed to do... Oh, I've done drinks around the world. It's supposed... It's There's a park, Epcot, and there's a, a big lake, and there's a bunch of countries from around the world. Um, and they've all got, you know, people from that country work in all of those mm-hmm. uh, countries. And the kind of the thing is you they have, like, all actual beers and foods and drinks Cocktails and stuff from and stuff. those countries. Yeah. And so it's kind of like an unspoken challenge of drinks around the world where you get a beer at everyone. Well, I had the idea of doing cocktails around the world. Yeah, that's what so I ended up doing. We well, I did beers when the cocktails didn't sound good. But <laughs> the one for India, the Chai Mango Lassie cocktail, was quite possibly the best drink I've ever had at Disney on the worst day. Because it was like 99 degrees, oh. and this thing is heavy. Ooh. It's like chai and and some sort of cream liqueur Ooh, and yeah. mango juice, and like so it was thick. It was yeah. so delicious and cold, and so it felt refreshing until it got to the temperature of your body and hit your stomach, mm-hmm. and then you just felt like you had like a warm goo sloshing around in you, yeah. and it was too much, but it was so tasty. Well, we had gone with my wife's family a few months um, 
prior to when Ty and I went. Yeah. And me and my father-in-law did Beers Around the World. And that... Um, I think I remember a picture of you two, and Chad was just slammered. Oh, yeah. Reed's father-in-law's name is also Chad. Yeah. He is my uncle. <laughs> we got absolutely smashed because we had to do it... Um, we split that day up. We did a half of a day there and then did went back to our um, hotel and mm-hmm. they did a pool day. And then we did something else the next day. So it was like, and then the back half of the day, we went back and did that. Yeah. The uh, world showcase section. And so we had a half a day to mm-hmm. get through that. It wasn't yeah. a day long timeline. You're talking six hours tops. So yeah. We're talking six hours to have, I think it's 12 beers, something 12 like countries that, yeah. or something like that. And so we're like, you're like, oh man, this is good. You're taking a few steps. Like, oh, uh, this there's is, another one. Here's the border <laughs> down the hatch. <laughs> That's amazing. And we got to the end just in time. Uh, the last country we stopped at was Mexico. And then we got some margaritas yep. and the fireworks going off. Mm. And I was, again, one of the most magical moments of my life. Yeah. We're just like basically in tears of joy. I have never gotten to stay for the fireworks. So I've always been leaving the park. At any of them? Any of them. Oh, man. So, and here's why. Okay. The first time Hannah and I went to Disney, it was on our honeymoon, and we were both so tired. Like, I I think we were out of the park before the fireworks started. Mm -hmm. The second time was on a baby moon, and... Hannah was uncomfortably pregnant and yep. I was like, can we please stay for the fireworks? And she was, she looked at me and she goes, absolutely not. I need to get off my feet. I watched you build a lightsaber. I watched you like try all these fun drinks and have cocktails at a star Wars cantina while I had just some fizzy juice. Like we're going back to the room and I'm putting my feet up and we're going to pay-per-view a movie. Understandable. Yeah. So I, I'm not mad about right. it. And like for me, like I I'm excited to see them because for the most part, I think fireworks are boring as shit. Yeah, like it, they're cool for a little bit, and then it's just like bright, loud, bright, loud, right. bright, loud. Yeah, and see, then it's just like really bright, really loud. That's been me ever <clears throat> since I saw Disney fireworks. Yeah, because there there's a story, there's music, there's projections, there's lasers. It's the most crazy fireworks show ever. And yeah. then every other time, like 4th of July, you're just like, it's like seeing fireworks and then like doing your own sparklers. Yeah. Is, is yeah. what it's like. So that's how I felt well, ever since <clears throat> seeing Disney and fireworks. The, I forgot to add to this. The time that we left while the fireworks were going off, <clears throat> we went to, so we had bought these special passes for the Galaxy's Edge um, like VIP fireworks experience. Ooh. So and I think I still have the tag somewhere. Um, but you wear this lanyard and you get escorted into this. Um, uh, it's essentially like where you wait in line for one of the rides. Uh, or no, no, it's an exhibit and it's all the Star Wars props. Oh. And you get to like go there with no crowd mm-hmm. and just get up close and look at them. Like uh, like Vader comes through with stormtroopers, like it's like a whole thing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and you can get your pictures taken. There's Jawas there, like there's um, I think there wasn't even an Ewok. And then there's all you can drink cocktails, 
and then just like a ton of food, like desserts and snacks and appetizers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're there, we're having a great time, like having drinks. Eat, well, I'm having drinks, eating snacks, all this stuff. And Hannah's like, so can we go? <laughs> and like when you buy this lanyard pass, you get like a place to sit and watch the fireworks. Like it's a reserved spot. It's like one of the best views in the park. Okay. And I was like, oh, we're, we're going to go get to sit and whatever. She's like, I can't sit anymore. Like I need to lay down. Yeah. And I was like. Okay. I literally thought buying this pass would be the way I would get right. to see the fireworks for the first time. <laughs> right. And it just ended up being like all for naught. Yeah. That's a bummer. It was a bummer, but it was cool to like see like some like actual movie props. Yeah, like, for sure. Up close in person in the glass. Like mm-hmm. they had all the lightsabers there. They had like original stormtrooper costumes, sand trooper costumes. Like it was all really cool stuff. Right. Oh just magical. But anyways, that's yeah, that's I feel like that covers our uh our origins pretty well. Yeah, without getting without kind of stepping on the toes of the stories that we tell when we have the right. people on. Yeah. Yeah. So and I guess the last thing to uh link together is the origins of the pod. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean through just growing up and our friends and who our friends are and the things that they've done and things that we've all done together has kind of ended up being a pretty fun saga of events and yeah. and stories and stuff and so and it's only recently started to slow down when we've all started having kids I think. Yeah. Like I feel like up until Stephen had his fourth, Peter had his first, Ty had his first, like mm-hmm. you you and Stephen have had kids the longest out of all of us. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, yeah, we I, both had kids since the thread started. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it just, it all kind of started to slow down. We don't hang out as often. Part of that was just like COVID. And, yeah. The and, pandemic really yeah. kind of accelerated the slowdown of everything. Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting. Like originally, Reed and I, we had always wanted to start a podcast. We never knew what we were going to talk about. Yeah. We, we just knew like, like we would always have fun talking together. Mm-hmm. Like then we kind of realized we were always just talking about just the crazy shit that had happened to us or yeah. that we had done. And then when we would tell other people these stories, at least me specifically, I would tell people at work stories from when we were like in the barn or like trees bachelor party. And they were yeah. all, they're always just like, and you're all still alive right now. <laughs> like, and it's just like, at some point we're like, okay, we at least need to get this down. Right. And recorded. So, you know, like we said in the first episode, we can just remember the batshit crazy stuff we did when we were young. Yeah. Just there was, yeah. I mean, to me, the two things were the, um, I mean, I've always loved making things and kind of creating. And, yeah. um, I mean, yeah. that's I guess kind of been your thing forever. It has. And that's also another kind of moment where we started to kind of become friends where, yeah doing church production and doing Mm -hmm. video work and um just kind of being creative in that field um and even in that time me and another friend that did was kind of a part of that um podcast had just started then and um shortly after then video podcast became a thing and at that time it was essentially what youtube is and 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 now kind of um tiktok vine type era um where it's just like funny sketches and stuff and me and a friend um literally wrote out a whole notebook of ideas and 
Do you still have that notebook? I do somewhere. You know how much fun it would be to do that as adults (laughs) to try to redo those ideas, (laughs) like budget and good cameras. Right. Well, that's so. Then the thing is, is we never got around to doing it because it was like we just don't have the means to really do any of that. And then we, and me and that friend, kind of drifted apart, and then life kind of happened and Mm -hmm. never got around to it. So it was kind of a a meeting of just what's what we find fun to begin with, and and then yeah, it was hey, if we just sit and record. Um, a lot of this, I think it'd be fun to do, at least give it a year, mm-hmm. record all this stuff, get all of our friends involved in it. Um, it's hangout time. It's time to laugh, um, you know, for our sake. And then we're recording it. We're having a podcast. We're creating, we're doing something creative with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you know, worst case scenario is, is we've got a, a year documented of kind of our friend group. Yeah. So we will have, the, we'll have 52 episodes of just our, our, Good laugh. Our, our funniest memories yep. and stuff so yeah that we're gonna need to keep for our, our kids for a while yeah 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 that's for sure and give me giving them ideas Mm-mm. nope and now looking to the future bringing back the man titties oh jesus i am a little hurt that you didn't mention anything because i am in the midst of a metamorphosis right now what are you talking about I am working on some self-care on a high level. What are you talking about? And I'm pretty sure I've got it mastered. So I'm like, all right, it's it's far enough past New Year's that I can start my New Year's resolution now. (laughs) Three months past. Yeah. I see. I just can't do like. No, it feels I'm, stupid I'm, I'm when you start I'm specifically, like, even if I want to start something, I'm like, well, I can't right now. Like, yeah. it's the cool thing to do. Like, right. not to be, like, a total hipster, but it, for whatever reason, it just, like, feels lame to do it. Yeah. So, one thing was, um, I was like, I really want to just figure out me and my inner workings and, and get a rein on that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, like, with coffee or anxiety, like... You can feel that. You yeah. have too much coffee, you're buzzing. Yeah. I'm just like numb to all of that. I don't like Which I, I don't understand because if I have three cups of coffee, I'm like like I, like you ever see a lost bumblebee? That's me. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see I like I need coffee every day. Mm-hmm. But to me it just goes from like, oh, I'm really tired to then it's like, okay, my morning into the early afternoon ritual is done. And I'm not so tired anymore. Like that's all it goes. I don't. I can drink two pots, and that's the more that it'll feel like. That must. That must be from, like your body just adapting to using caffeine as energy because you sleep like dog shit. But uh, then I've noticed too, like I'm like that in a lot of areas, yeah. except for if I sleep really bad and I'm like so tired that, like you know, when you like feel sick yeah. or like you're almost nodding off or yeah, like I'll feel that. And but other than that extreme version. I always feel the same. Hmm. Doesn't matter if I get four hours. Doesn't matter if I get eight hours. Like hmm. I'm still kind of tired. Have that feeling. I mean, I'm I'm similar. Like it within. Like if I get you know, if I feel the same. If I get like, if I get five hours of sleep or if I get seven hours of sleep, mm-hmm. I still feel like shit. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I just kind of notice. I'm like that's the that's just me with everything. Like foods I eat. It, there's just not like I just have no I don't know if I'm just like numb to it or I just don't yeah. know how to process that information but I'm like everything like I just whatever like everything just feels I'm just kind of in a certain thing and that's how I feel always with everything hmm. um 
but I've always wanted to make a note of it, figure out what I'm doing, see what it actually like. How much sleep am I getting? How much, what, what foods am I eating? Like, yeah, make a, like a food journal almost. So I actually started doing all of that. Okay. The results have not been good. (laughs) Okay. So far, everything you're telling me, you're like, why didn't you say anything? There's nothing for me to know. (laughs) It was my aura. Shut up. (laughs) Because it started off low. So here, I'll get to the beginning of this here, and then I'll say where I'm at now. Yeah. So I started tracking my sleep. Yep. And that's always been a big thing, too, like amongst our friends. Everyone thought I just slept absolutely awful, which I don't have a great I didn't necessarily think you slept, just in general. Right. And that's... Because I was such a night at like, I will stay up. If I were to just drift into my own schedule, it would be staying up until three and then sleeping until 10 or 11. Sure. Um, now I've got my sleep metrics coming in. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's not painting a great picture. No. Because <laughs> I've been texting you a couple of them. <laughs> I feel like since you got the watch, it's been... I've probably gotten four or five screenshots of your yeah. sleep. And it's like, I, I look at it and you're like, well, it wasn't that great. And I was like, that's just how I pictured you sleeping. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like your eyes are I, always constantly a little cracked. <laughs> right. So the way, the way, uh, the app I'm using gauges it is it shows you if you're in, if you're awake, you're in light sleep or you're in deep sleep. You only actually, according to this need about 20% of your night to be deep sleep, which yeah. I did assume I'm like picturing that like REM sleep, like your dreams. Yeah. Cause it goes sleep. in like 90 minute loops or whatever. And so right. only like 30 minutes of that 90 minute loop is deep right. Sleep. I got my first, I was so excited. I was feeling tired, laid down, woke up and I was like, Ooh, this will be so cool. I wonder if it's like, you know, I feel like I got slept pretty good. My first night I had like, it was like, awake, 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 asleep. And then like one tiny blip of deep sleep and then light sleep the rest of the night. And that's how it's been. Like it's, I'm getting these little, like the most deep sleep I've gotten was, um, I think like 17% out of the, out of the 20 minimum for the average is what it says. Yeah. So you're on the low end. So I barely didn't even hit the minimum on that one. Yeah. Then I started tracking my eating. Okay. I, so I was in really good shape pretty much always growing up. I feel like you were just born with abs. I saw baby pictures of you and Ryan. Abs. Yeah. We were very active. Like Mm -hmm. I was just playing, jumping around. Um, When I would watch Power Rangers, I wouldn't want to be the Power Rangers. I used to pretend that I was those little great people that they'd be. You were the putties? Yeah. (laughs) You just got your ass kicked. Yeah, so I was literally just doing, got your chest kicked in. I was just doing like flips onto the couch, like I just got hit, and then getting up <laughs> and throwing punches, and then like throwing myself down to the ground, like just in constant motion. Did you uh, make the noise too? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for whatever reason, I those those guys were the coolest too. I don't the weirdest, most they random. Get the shit beat out of them every episode. You've got the Power Rangers, and I'm you like, kick nah. them in the chest, and they turn something into something about of those goo. gray dudes is way cooler. <laughs> Uh, And then we moved out kind of into the country and I was outside morning till night. Oh yeah. Climbing trees, Mm -hmm. building things, carrying. Riding bikes, building forts. Just so active. And I pretty much have coasted off of that 16 years of constant. Yeah. Welcome to 30, bitch. (laughs) 
So looking at my food intake, I'm like, this is how I've always eaten as an adult on my own. Mm-hmm. I see what's happening. I'm going to pull up my phone. I'm going to read you. So it gives you already a calorie deficit to be working on. Yeah. Um, how much were you over your... De- like? Okay, so the first day I logged was when me, you, and the wives went out to dinner. Yep. So I actually, even with that meal and the drinks we had, only went over by 273 calories. Not bad. You can burn that back. Yep. Uh, the next day, I had... 1,212 calories remaining to use when I went to bed. Yeah, I've been, I've had those days. <laughs> uh, the day after, I had 590 still to use. You go feast and famine. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, I've basically been doing this since Saturday. Was that when we went out? Mm-hmm. I've mastered this. <laughs> In like four days? Three yeah. days? Yeah. I had one workout last night. And I already am like, I'm about to write a book. Yeah, I, mem- I, I remember this uh, soaring with the Eagles confidence that I had when I first started Noom. Because I lost like 17 pounds in two months. And I was like, oh, I've got this down. I gained 10 of it back. <laughs> and now, like, I think I'm 10. No, I'm 12 pounds lighter than when I had first started using Noom. Shout out to Noom. And I've kept that off now. Like I, I kind of fluctuated a little bit and now I'm just like at 207 hmm. when I started. Actually, so it's 18 pounds I lost. I, I, when I started, I was 225. I was, I was looking thick. I wasn't fitting in. Like my goal has n- always been to not go above a size 36 waist. Okay. And my 36s were tight. Okay. <laughs> like there were a couple of times where I was taking my wife's hair binder and looping it around the button, uh-huh. pulling it through the the buttonhole and then looping it back around the button just so I could have a little bit extra and like use my belt to hold the pants together still. Yep. And like, so I was doing that on a pair of size 36. And I was like, I can't go bigger than 36. If I buy a 38, <laughs> it's game over. The silhouette changes. I look like <laughs> just like a real fatty McFatterson. Like I just can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I feel like I'm seeing life in 4D right now. I just planning this out. So, but how would I fucking know that? You were just like, I'm upset you didn't say anything. And I'm like, vibes. it's been four It's fucking the vibes days. in the room. I'm a new person. <laughs> oh, I just feel like you're chipper read. Listen to like, this. Did you listen, get late or something today? Listen. Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I'm so genius at this. Listen to oh this. Oh, my God. This is how great this is. <laughs> I'm so genius. It's been four fucking days, you lunatic. Listen to this play, though. All right, okay, okay. I saved essentially a third of my calories for the day solely for podcast beers. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that all the time, too. Then I'm going to go home and crush a workout. Uh, okay, so here's what, what's probably going to happen. You're going to go home. You're going to crush some cheesy blasters. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't because we're out of tortillas. <laughs> this is called strategy. You eat all the food Dude. that you would want before you start, and then you're trapped at famine. That was one of the biggest things that I had to do was just get the stuff I wanted out of the house. Like there was a there was a good stretch where we had no beer in the house. Like it was just like like I would have like 
a glass of whiskey a night or mm. I would have like, you know, like a glass of tequila. Like I do Terramana tequila so I could have like two glasses because it's like 89 calories a shot or whatever. Yeah. And so like that's how I would I would play it out. And that, I mean, Lauren helped me get my drinking under control because pandemic put me into overdrive. <laughs> I was buying a 12 pack every two days. Oh. Like I was hitting it oh, hard, dude. And it was before Hannah had gotten pregnant. So we were just like, like, Oh, we're out of seltzers. Better hit the liquor store. Dude, like, yeah. There was something magical in that first, everything shut down time where it's just like, not going into work tomorrow. You want to drink at noon now? Yeah. Well, I, I barely noticed the shutdown because we had a kid literally two months before the country shut down. Oh, yeah. So and I was on leave. Into leave. Yeah, that's right. So I'd been on leave since January 28th of 2020. Yeah. And then the, the country shuts down. And I'm like, oh, that's a minor inconvenience because I was already sitting at home all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I wasn't going into the office. And then work starts back up. And I'm just like working from my desk at home right and then two years goes by and we're finally going back to the office next month dang i know dude it's, it's been crazy. wild yeah i feel like the the pandemic i obviously i got some good stuff out of it like got a kid i got another kid on the way like you know i lost some weight i kind of took some stock in my life and yeah it's therapy been a, and all that stuff crazy just across the board of like soaring heights and crazy oh yeah lows in the depths man yeah. for everyone yeah and so it's just like i you know i i wouldn't change a thing which sounds crazy yeah but like you know i got to sp essentially spend the first two years of my kid's life that's cool at home. if i could go back in time i would have stopped covid but whatever no not me man <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, I, so, I had, what kind of kicked this off to was just, I'm going to be honest, this is more than a New Year's resolution. This has been kind of brewing since, like, I was 18. <laughs> that's, that's a long brew. Which, I mean, I feel like at that point, you're just, like, aging wine or whiskey or something. It, it's, this is something that happens with me, um, I remember, um, me and my brother Jake sat down to watch a movie. I'm like, we were scrolling through. And I'm like, the others. I had been wanting to watch that so bad. Is that the mask and the secrets in the house or whatever. Yeah, Nicole yeah. Kidman. It's, well, it's no, that's not yeah, what I'm thinking of. It's Nicole Kidman, and she's her and her kids have like skin allergy, and I've never seen this movie. You've never seen the others. I don't, I don't think oh, so. Oh man. Okay. Um. He's like, oh, he's like, that's so great when you, he's like, I'll watch that with you. He's like, that's so great when you're like, um, you're like, oh, I've been wanting to watch yeah. this. Let's do it. He's like, especially if it's been a while, like how, like when did this spark? And I was like, literally five years ago, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> somebody mentioned it at work and I was like, oh, I really want to watch that. Yeah. And then five years passed and every time I'm like, so in the mood, but like, I also like want to watch it with somebody. Right. And so the kind of, the, uh, yeah, I get that situation get that. had to be right. Yep. Um, so for this, it was, there was kind of two things. One, I was like, I do want to have like a period where I'm like actually in shape, like mm -hmm. good shape. But then the other was just like the need to be doing something physical, yeah. you know, yeah. like, especially now, like 
you know, we're working at computers mm-hmm. and that's the most of our day is yeah. just sitting. Yeah. Um, and I know like, you know, seeing our parents and their age and, and friends, parents, and seeing everybody's different activity levels and how much it's hitting them just even at their ages, yeah. which is still young. Yeah. And then my to, dad did construction for 25 years and he's just starting to look like the old guy, G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then grandparents, like yeah. I had a conversation with one of them that, um, you know, it was just, they were just like, man, it's life just kind of ends when you're 70, whether you want it or not. Cause you can't, your body starts, stop working for you. And I'm like, that's bleak. Yeah. Except like you just look at their lifestyle and yeah. it's, that's, they just kind of got into that trap of just not being right. active versus then um, I went and had coffee with my 90 year old grandma the other day and she's driving herself and she's leading. Georgia looks great. And her, 90. she walks every single day. Yeah. Like she stays physically active. Yeah. I'm like, that's just literally the key to vitality for your mm-hmm. whole life. So it's something that I'm like, I really want to just make at least just a mild workout part of my. Yeah daily routine or weekly routine to an extent um i mean there's a reason doctors are like the bare minimum guys you just gotta walk for 20 minutes a day (laughs) like that's they're like we know that you just want to be lazy pieces of shit but if you walk for 20 minutes a day you'll be okay right so there was that and then there was the um just that like well just the years are rolling on and like every year it's going to be more work to get to where you want to be right at that level to yeah. then maintain yeah so we'll see how it goes i i think it's going to be great yeah i'm already i mean you've mastered it in four it. days yeah i feel like barring any like catastrophic injuries i'll probably be able to hold this weight yeah. Because like we're, you know, three months away from the birth of a kid. I haven't packed on any extra weight. And a lot of this happened over winter, mm-hmm. which is when I everyone usually packs on a little extra. Yep. So well, I you're feel coming like, into a season of a lot of outside stuff with yeah, kids. Yeah, I'm gonna be moving and going, which is gonna help a ton. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's good. Um so yeah, I'm I'm kinda hoping I can hold steady, but we'll see. I believe in you. Hey, I'll give you a signed copy of my book when I make it. If you write a fucking fitness book before <laughs> I write a fucking nerd book, I'm you can give me that signed copy and I'm gonna use it to start a fire. Oh man. Well, on that note, this yeah. was, I feel like we covered some really good ground. This was yeah. a good I like I hope this was an entertaining podcast for you listeners. It will be. Um, you know, we had some good laughs and we told some stories, I guess. Yeah, I I just was like, we need to, uh, I mean, at least I went into starting this podcast of like reckless abandon. Like, let's yeah. just start recording anything. Like, we, right. I don't even want to take time to plan anything because yeah. that's going to just slow it down. Yeah. So now that we've got a groove going, um, hope this will be a really good jumping off point. Or if you, for those of the, the listeners that don't know us at all, you know now yeah now you know what we got, one, we got a listener in brazil <laughs> what yeah we have 400 downloads which you know good there for we us go uh and we have one listener in brazil i don't know what episode they downloaded but i saw that that popped up our one canada listeners back we got there they got go. a couple downloads going 
We got a California download again. Oh, so there the West we go. Coast, I mean, guys, we're taking over. We're taking over. <laughs> Specifically our hemisphere. Yep. Nothing in Europe or or we'll Asia or we'll Australia. We'll but. go we'll go global like that eventually here. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Reading Josh Survive the Apocalypse, episode one point one. But we're gonna it's make, a play on eleven. Yeah. We didn't catch that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I actually pieced it together way later, but uh, <laughs> as long as I didn't need to share that on the pod, I think it could have just been clever together. Okay, but okay, you, can, you can keep that in. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, hit us up, readingjosh.com. Mm-hmm. You can find everywhere to follow us. Um, um, rate, review, rate, comment, review, subscribe. Comment. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super cool hearing from anybody on what on any of that stuff. That's yeah. always fun. So, yep. Uh, that's it for me. Anything from you? Mm, I'm listening to my own audio in my son's headphones right now because uh, they're the only ones that had a uh, eighth inch jack. So, right. I just want everyone to know that I'm wearing very small blue headphones <laughs> on my head right now. They look great on you. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.